Welcome to another edition of the Teacher's Cup of Coffee. Thank you for joining us another week. So excited to be here with you. And actually, this is going to be our last episode of this school year. It's been so fun and so cool getting this up and running. And I so appreciate all the support that you've given us. It's been a really fun year. We, You've certainly... Doing this has certainly energized me as an educator, and I'm hoping that it has given you some new ideas, motivated you, inspired you to do your best, to bring new things to the table. That's really been the goal all along, like I've said, to sort of be a shot of caffeine for teachers and educators. So again, thank you so much for the support this year, and we will definitely be back with you in September, so keep an eye out for us. We'll be raring to go for sure. That said, I hope everybody has a wonderful summer. Close out the year strong, finish strong, enjoy it, love the kids, love the job, but then get away from it and take some time and recharge and read some good books and have some fun because that makes us better educators in September as well. So again, thank you for your support, and we love you here at the Teacher's Cup of Coffee. Today, we're going to do our second student interview of this year. Remember, kids are our customers. The kids are the reason we're here, and we love to read about things and talk about things and try new things. But sometimes the best thing we can do is just ask kids and ask our students, what worked for you in my class? What didn't work for you? What could I have done more of? What could I have done less of? What could I have done differently? So this is your chance in the next three or four or even maybe five weeks, the students will be finishing off the school year. This is the chance you have to ask them how it's gone, what they've liked about your teaching, what worked and what didn't. So whether it's a survey, whether it's online, whether it's on paper, whether you meet with them individually, whether you just sort of ask them some open-ended questions and have them write down some answers, don't let them leave without asking them for some feedback. That feedback will, it'll hit home when we ask kids what they think about us. It's amazing how much they how many insights they have and how much they get it and it almost always leads to us improving our practice so in that spirit i have a wonderful student here with me today her name is mave and she is finishing her eighth grade year she's a fantastic student she works hard she gives her best to a lot of different endeavors in school and i thought she'd be a perfect person to talk to to sort of listen and and, and reflect on what makes teaching work for students so mave thank you very much for joining us today um, first up, Maeve, uh, what are some of the characters, I'm sorry, what are some of the characteristics that you like the best in a teacher? Um, one thing that I really like about um, a teacher is their enthusiasm when you come into their classroom. So definitely um, when students come in, sometimes they'll be tired or they don't feel like being there or they're lacking in enthusiasm. And I feel like when teachers are enthusiastic, they really like inspire students to have a po more positive attitude about um, their middle school experience. Another characteristic that I like really appreciate in a teacher is when they're respectful. So obviously there comes a time when you have to like discipline your students, but um, you can always do that in a respectful way. So a lot of times teachers will um, try to enforce respect with their students and say that students need to respect their teachers in order to learn, but um, it's hard for students to respect their teachers if they're not respectful themselves. So it sort of comes down to setting a good example for their students um, in the classroom, I think. 
That's really cool. That's very interesting. I love that you brought up those two things, right? Because those are things that you would hope that we could just assume would happen, but it's not the case, right? Everybody has their own lives. Everybody has their own stuff going on. So it's nice to hear that if a teacher can be enthusiastic and can model respect, that it seems like it creates an environment where you like to learn. Maeve, could you think of a teacher that you've had in the past that you felt you learned a lot from and sort of maybe think about and explain to us what made this teacher different from other teachers? Um... I myself personally am a very musical learner. I'm like music smart and I'm also like a body kinesthetic learner, which means that obviously um, I learn by doing things physically with my hands or getting up and walking around. And that's just really what works for me. And I had a teacher in my sixth grade year that um, recognized my strengths and use them to really teach me and get me to remember things. So I think sometimes in a classroom, teachers will um, try to teach you something and it kind of just goes right over your head. You go home for the summer, you go on vacation, you come back and you have that review test and you don't really know what you're doing. You forget everything that you learned. And I don't think I'm ever, two years later, I don't forget the two things she taught me that really stuck with me. So one of those things, um, I remember she taught us like the processes of cell like multiplication or cell reproduction and she made us take physically with our hands and like act them out. And so even now I'll get a test or I'll be on doing a state assessment and it'll say, oh, list the stages or what stage this is happening. And I'll be doing it with my hands in my seat. And I thought that was so good that she kindred to my type of learning and she recognized she understands things better when she can do them with her hands. She understands things better when she can physically do them and also my musical part of me she played a cell song and I'm sure you can find it on YouTube I'm sure that any science teachers will see it but um I won't forget the cell song I still know all the lyrics to the cell song she showed it in class to us and it worked for a lot of other students too and it was just a way for her to teach it in a fun and also like it improved our memory of the topic so I thought that that was really good that's awesome. Thank you for sharing us, sharing that with us, Maeve. Uh, I think definitely, even though that's the type of learner you are, I, I, would, I would assume that everybody learns well in those kind of experiences and just sort of mixing it up. And so it's a great story. Uh, thinking back to maybe this year, eighth grade, um, are there any learning moments, like ex learning experiences that you remember the most or that stand out for you? I actually remember um, I had a male teacher this year and I remember we were doing like a class project so it was a smaller project but something that we were doing in class so I finished it or I thought I had finished it and I walked up to him and I was like hey is this good enough you know is, the, is this good enough and he told me there is no such thing as good enough like good enough isn't good enough and at first I kind of got like mad at him. I was a little annoyed. I was like, what do you mean this isn't good enough? And he was like, I just recognize that if you're asking me, is this good enough? That it's probably, you're not probably working to your fullest potential. And I feel like that is a really good message to send students. Cause especially in middle school, I feel that students are starting to um, not put their full effort into their work a little, having like m less positive attitudes. And they're gonna say, you know, it's good enough. It, it's it's meeting my teacher's standards, therefore it's all I have to do. And I think that you should really encourage students to work to their full potential. I think I'll use that all throughout my life, that motto that good enough sometimes isn't good enough. So. 
That's great. What a cool story. I'm glad you shared that with us. Um, now I'm going to ask sort of the opposite of all those questions. You know, one of the things we talk about a lot here in the Teacher's Cup of Coffee is just how to keep kids engaged, how to keep kids fired up to learn, and how to keep kids trying their hardest. And I want to ask you the opposite. When you find yourself bored in classes or when you find yourself not into it, what usually leads to it? Um, definitely, personally, I find lectures to not only bore me, um, it takes a lot to bore me in class. I mean, um, other students, they're bored as well. Uh, lectures, I know that they're important because you're trying to teach a large, large amount of a material in a class period and you're trying to get through it and get kids to understand it, but I also feel that y kids just kind of zone off if you're just standing up there talking or even showing something on the board. Sometimes my teacher, will, the teacher that lectures the most, she'll show pictures on the board or try to show us. And even that, I feel I need to be moving. And I think I mentioned that earlier in the interview is that I learn best when I'm moving and when I'm doing a hands-on activity. And so I feel that if you're going to do a lecture, have the kids stand up. If you're going to do a lecture, involve some kind of kinetic or um, kinesthetic learning into it so kids really don't get that bored during class but lectures are definitely something that I I found this year to be really um, not enjoyable for not only me but other students in the class. That's great we actually had an episode earlier this year on movement in the class and how important that is and how much it gets our brains focused uh, so I thank you for sharing that one. Uh, last question Maeve and, and by the way you've been great thank you so much for doing this. Um, if you could give advice to teachers in order to make class fun, engaging, challenging, uh, what would you say? What would your advice to teachers be? Um, when I was in health this year, we learned about what type of learner you are. And we kind of talked about the eight different types of learners. So interpersonal, logical, mathematics, those kind of learners, and what kind of smart that you were. And um, I thought that was really interesting because the teacher gave out a survey and she said, I need to know my audience before I can teach. And I think that is so important, is to know your audience. So I know that um, Dr. Allen said that during the interview is that you should ask a survey, get a written survey, something like that. But if you know that 15 kids in your class are musical learners, that can really help you in your lesson plans and how you teach and how you try to drill information into students' heads. And I feel that if you know the kids in your classroom and you know what works for them and what makes them super bored and what makes them enthusiastic, I think that's the first step in keeping kids engaged and making sure that they understand and they think school is fun because if they're learning the way that works for them, I think it works out in their best interest and also the teachers in the end. Thank you so much, Maeve. That was incredible, and we appreciate your insights, and we certainly hope you have a wonderful summer. You know, as I listened to Maeve talk, I, I knew she'd be a good interview. Obviously, I picked a great student here, and she's very well-spoken, and she's very uh, sort of metacognitive about her own learning and the learning in the classroom, and that's why I thought her insights would be important to us all. But I have to say, Maeve, that you also brought up so many themes that, looking back at your talk, we've been talking about here on the Teacher's Cup of Coffee all year. So just to summarize, Students like teachers that have enthusiasm. Students like teachers that 
are respectful to them. Students like teachers that change it up and do different activities. Maeve talked about not being just good enough, which brings me right back to our podcast on learning at MIT, where work there's no such thing as done. All work can continually be improved. Uh, Maeve also talked about how important movement is and what a cool idea. If you're going to lecture, have kids stand up while you lecture. What a cool idea. And then the last two things she talked about were knowing your learners as individuals and playing off their individual styles and strengths. And then you said the F word at the end, Maeve. You said the F word. You said fun. Fun. We like to have lessons that are fun and both students and adults learn when learning is fun. So thank you so much, Maeve. And just as importantly, thank you to all of our listeners. It's been a great run this year. Again, I hope you have a great summer. I hope we've been a shot of caffeine for you. Recharge over the summer. Do some cool reading. Think about your feedback from your students. And again, thank you for all the support here. We've really enjoyed year one, and we look forward to an awesome year two here on the Teacher's Cup of Coffee. Everybody, no more sleeping in bed. Oh, wake up, hey.